Today's episode of Geeks Crossing is brought to you by Amio. Everyone loves to travel, but not all travel booking platforms are reliable. Thankfully, there's Amio, which can make any trip you desire feel effortless. Just enter your travel details, and Amio will magically give you all the train, bus, flight, and even ferry options to help you book your first real vacation for 2021. And best of all, you'll be saving time and money, which is a win-win. Right now, Amio wants to help you leave the house this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head to Amio.com and enter the code LISTENER5 at checkout. But act quickly because this offer is valid until July 31st. Emil, plan, book, and love the journey. What is up my League of Geeks? And what time is it? It's summertime. And no, that wasn't a reference to High School Musical 2. <laughs> Who doesn't love summer? The days are longer. The nights are shorter, the sun is shining, and it's noticeably warmer. And yes, that Phineas and Ferb reference was intentional. <laughs> In all seriousness, I love summertime. And one of the main things I love about summer is spending all day at the beach with my friends and family. And more importantly, play video games all day. <laughs> if you guys remember back in Season 2, I did an episode recapping my favorite winter-themed levels from video games as an early Christmas episode, so to speak. Even though it's mostly about winter, it still counts as a Christmas episode in a way. Of course, it wouldn't make sense to listen to that episode now when it's summer. Unless you're one of those people who love celebrating Christmas in July, then go for it. Who knows, it might be July by the time this episode comes out. Eric, do you have a point to all this, or are you just rambling? Maybe. <laughs> Bottom line, I figured it was time for me to do another episode like that. Except this time, I'll be going over my top 10 favorite beach levels from video games. Initially, I was going to call this my favorite summer-themed levels, but then again, summer can mean a lot of things to people. So beach levels seems like the more appropriate title. The rules will be the same as before. These levels will be judged based on quality and what they have to offer as levels. Any level that has a beach or tropical setting counts. And I'm sticking to one level per franchise. Once more, everything I say is just my opinion. If you think I have shitty taste when it comes to picking beach theme levels, that's totally fine. If you guys thought my winter level selection was weird, wait until you hear this. I'm Eric from Geeks Crossing, and this is my top 10 favorite beach theme levels from video games. Number 10. Claudie Beach from Yoshi's Woolly World. Starting off the list, we have Claudie Beach from Yoshi's Woolly World, aka Kirby's Epic Yarn, but with Yoshi. <laughs> as weird as this game was, Yoshi's Woolly World turned out to be a lot of fun, with my favorite level being Claudie Beach. Going through a beach entirely made out of yarn just screams impressive visuals, from the platforms, water, and palm trees, along with the sections where you have to shoot watermelon seeds and turn to Moto Yoshi. Admittedly, that part can be tedious at times, and the music's pretty good too. However, because I'm not a huge fan of the Yoshi games, I can't bring myself to put this level any higher. Gabe's probably cursing me out as we speak. Shout out to Gabe. <laughs> At least Quality Beach has nice visuals, which earns a spot nonetheless. Number 9. Insanity Beach from Crash Bandicoot. What can I say about this level? It was the first ever level in any Crash Bandicoot game, and it certainly left a good impression. You start off washed up on the beach and go through these ancient ruins. Next thing you know, you're breaking boxes to find either fruit or hidden goodies, and knocking away giant crabs and turtles in your path. Damn Crash, what'd they ever do to you? Imagine you're just walking around minding your own business until a giant mutated marsupial fucking kills you. At least they get to hear that very catchy music before spinning into oblivion. Honestly, my only complaint is that I wish this level had more beach to it. What's the point of calling it a beach if you can only explore 5 seconds of it? Still, this level is iconic and it helps enlighten players with what they can expect from Crash games. I'll let you guys decide whether that statement is good or bad. Number 8. Goo Lagoon from Spongebob Battle for Bikini Bottom. Ah, Goo Lagoon. Sorry, I had to do that. 
SpongeBob BFBB was one of my favorite TV license games growing up, and getting to explore Goo Lagoon from the show was great. From the shore to the carnival and even the sea caves, the music is one of my favorite tracks in the game, and of course, I have to mention the missions you need to complete, like help Mrs. Puff save these kids who are flown away on balloons as SpongeBob, or help Mr. Krabs destroy the robots invading the carnival as Patrick. Hell, even Bubble Buddy makes a return, which is fucking insane. Oh yeah, Larry's there too, but does that really surprise anyone? The only complaints I can think of are the platforming and tedious puzzles. Gulagoon is still a fun level either way, and the less said about rehydrated, the better. Number 7, Sunny Beach from Spyro Ripto's Rage. Out of all the games within the Spyro main series, Ripto's Rage was the one I played the least. Not saying it's horrible, but it didn't impact me as much as the first game and Year of the Dragon. But Sunny Beach was a pretty good level. Here, Spyro must destroy the water workers and save these baby turtles from being made into soup. You hear that crash? Spyro isn't a dick towards turtles. Hashtag save the turtles. Except you have to attack one turtle to open up a gate to save the other turtles and... Uh... Hashtag save most of the turtles? I guess my only complaint would be the constant backtracking. But other than that, I still enjoy this level. Oh yeah, the music sounds like something you hear from a montage in summer-themed movies or TV shows. How fitting. Number 6. Onion Ocean from Kirby's Return to Dreamland. Don't be fooled by the name, there's no onions in this ocean. But if they were, you'd be crying your fucking eyes out, even just by looking at them. <laughs> anyway, beach levels are usually common in Kirby games. But Onion Ocean is something else because it services both a beach and underwater level. One minute you're on the shore inhaling enemies and doing all sorts of platforming, then you find yourself underwater trying to go through obstacles. The soundtrack is one of my favorite tracks in the game for how simple and mellow it is. Of course, like all Kirby games, underwater levels can be bullshit at times. At least the boss fight against Fatty Puffer offers a decent challenge. Mrs. Puff, we regret to inform you that your husband was murdered by a pink alien with an endless appetite. <laughs> Number 5, Pony Island from Pokemon Sun and Moon slash Ultra Sun and Moon. Some of you are probably perplexed by this. Eric, I thought you hated Sun and Moon. Yes, I mentioned before that Alola is one of my least favorite regions within the Pokemon series, but it would be erroneous for me not to include the most beachiest location out of all the Pokemon areas. However, including the whole region would be cheating, so instead, I went with my favorite island. Pony Island serves as the last island to explore in the Gen 7 games. There, you take on Tone Komoo for the Dragon Z Crystal, become Hapu's first opponent after he becomes an island kahuna, and of course, the story events at the Altar of Sun slash Moon. Sadly, I'm not a big fan of the Totem Pokemon, or the Island Challenge for that matter, but I will give Ultra Sun and Moon credit for including a trial against Mina, who didn't have a trial in the original games for some reason. Pony Island also has a more canyon vibe which makes it stand out, especially when venturing through the ancient pony path. Don't worry, it still has tropical areas like the Seafolk Village and Pony Wilds, each of them providing pretty good music. And how can I forget about the Battle Tree, which was Alola's version of Battle Frontier, Battle Subway, Battle Mason, etc. It was definitely a saving grace for me. Yes, I still sort of hate Alola for how it's portrayed as a region, but what it offers as a level is worth acknowledging. Number 4, Besed Island from Final Fantasy X. As of the making of this episode, I haven't beaten Final Fantasy X. However, Besed Island is one of the best looking beach levels I've seen in any video game. Right down from the village, jungle, temple, and the beach itself. The music is so fucking peaceful it's not even funny. But I'll tell you what is funny. The left highest makes it from a unit and... Just kidding. It's very cringy. <laughs> no disrespect towards James Arnold Taylor, aka the voice of Titus. Also Johnny Tess, Ratchet, Obi-Wan, etc. James, if you're listening, then I apologize. Keep up the great work. Anyway, Titus ends up on the island after his brief encounter with Sin. There he meets all sorts of beloved characters like Yuna and Waka, while also take on the Cloisters of Trials. I'll admit, that part does get tedious from time to time, but hey, at least you get a cool looking sword once you beat it. 
I also enjoyed the boss fights against Kamari and Sin Spawn Echulis. Echulis? I can't pronounce this shit. As long as you don't get too careless. I learned that shit the hard way. But said Island excels at being a beach level, and hopefully I'll get to finish Final Fantasy X one day. Number 3. Destiny Islands from Kingdom Hearts. You guys know I love Kingdom Hearts with a passion, and Destiny Islands is one of the most beloved worlds in any of the games. This world looks and feels like a tropical paradise, from the aesthetics on the different islands, and that oh-so-catchy music you hear. No joke, if I could pick any world to live in from the Kingdom Hearts series, it'd be this one. As we know, Destiny Islands is the homeworld of Sora, Riku, and Kairi, and even Xehanort. But this world is mostly prominent in KH1's prologue, where you collect supplies to build the raft so you can visit other worlds, and occasionally have a sword fight against Riku and a couple of Final Fantasy characters, such as Titus, Waka, and Sophie. But they look nothing like they do in their respective games, especially Titus and Waka. Obviously, that didn't affect me as a kid, but now that I'm slowly getting into the Final Fantasy games, I can understand why fans were easily triggered. But enough about that, Kingdom Hearts is more important. <laughs> Of course, I have to mention the Heartless Invasion where Sora obtains the Keyblade for the first time and fights the Darkseid boss. Seriously, the memories I have towards this level is incalculable. However, I can't put this level higher because of how poorly it's treated in future games. For some reason after Kingdom Hearts 1, Destiny Islands is no longer playable and only shown in cutscenes, which is fucking unfair because there's so much this world that needs to be explored. Especially the main island where Sora and the others live. Technically, this world is playable in Chain of Memories and Recoded, but no one gives a shit, so why should I? Still, I love Destiny Islands, and I keep hoping that one day we'll see it fully playable again. Come on, Square, stop dicking around. Number 2. Seaside Kingdom or Bubble Aim from Super Mario Odyssey. In second place, we have another beloved location from Super Mario Odyssey. Most Mario games come with at least one beach level, and much like Onion Ocean, Bubble Aim is both a beach and underwater level, except it's a lot better. Being based off the French Rivera, this whole world was gorgeous, right down from the beach, under the sea where you get to turn to Cheap Cheeps or Gushins, and the different landscapes you can explore on. The music is so captivating that I can't even explain it in words. Go listen to the soundtrack after this episode and you'll hear what I mean. The missions were also fun as well, like searching for hidden treasure underwater, playing volleyball with giant snails, and hula dancing to the beat of a song. You can't make this shit up. Not to mention the boss fight against Mullix Launcher Third. I hope I said that right. This fucked up looking cephalopod may be tedious to attack, but I still enjoy the boss fight nonetheless. And thanks to this level, we get to see Mario's internet breaking nipples. I don't know why everyone was going apeshit over seeing Mario's nipples, but it's the internet so it's best not to question it. As much as I love bubbling, there's still one level that tops it. Number 1. Seaside Hill from Sonic Heroes My favorite beach solo from any video game is Seaside Hill from Sonic Heroes. Eric, what the fuck is wrong with you? You keep saying you hate Sonic. But a Sonic level is ranked number 1? Even above Mario? Yes, it's fucking crazy, but I can explain. Out of all the Sonic games I mentioned, Heroes continues to be my favorite within Sonic's shameful legacy, partly because of this level. I absolutely love Seaside Hill, right down from its appearance and soundtrack. Seaside Hill is the first level in story mode, and it does a great job introducing players to the game. I know they're Seagate, but still. You start off on the beach and you gradually make your way to different islands. With many different routes players can take, it definitely makes Seaside Hill feel less formulaic compared to other starting levels. Sonic Heroes was also the first Sonic game I played, so you can imagine how amused I was upon playing this level as a kid. Seaside Hill's music is A plus material. Then again, the game's entire soundtrack is A plus material, but still. In terms of gameplay, I mostly enjoy Team Sonic's version of this level, but the other versions are fun in their own ways. Seaside Hill is so iconic that Sega brought back in future titles. This includes, but not limited to, Sonic Generations, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Winter Games, 
and Team Sonic Racing, yet I still prefer the original Seaside Hill. Oh yeah, can't forget about Ocean Palace, its second act so to speak. This level is pretty much the same as Seaside Hill, except it has more architect, giant turtles with podiums, giant rock wheels, and debatably a better soundtrack. I'll let you guys decide which one's better. Super Mario Odyssey's Bubble Lane might be the best beach level we've seen in a long time, but the memories I have towards Seaside Hill is so invigorating, which is why I had to put it as number one. So what'd you guys think? Was it as weird as my winter list, or somehow better? I'm curious to know. More importantly, what will be the next episode I do something similar to this? Honestly, I don't know. Looking back, I guess winter and beach theme levels seems like the most practical ones to rank, since winter and summer are debatably the best seasons. But you never know, maybe I'll branch out into other theme levels, like desert, jungle, or city. Only time will tell. Until then, hope you guys have an amazing summer. Join our Discord server and follow our Instagram page, at Geeks Crossing. Continue to support us on all available platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening, and stay true to your geek selves.